Hello all sentient beings and welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all the news, comics, and media related to the... On this episode, we review IDW Publishing's Last Bot Standing number 3. We've got all the SDCC scoop on the upcoming Transformers Earthspark cartoon, and Apollo gives us her personal recap of last week's Cybefest Northwest Transformers convention. Today is Friday, July 29th, 2022, and this is episode 296 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that only drinks Energon because it gives you wheels. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Apollo, a.k.a. Robo Apollo. Hi, everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Hey, everybody. Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and support the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, this week, uh, you all got access to the bonus uncut early episode of Empire Rust Episode 81, our Transformers Live Play RPG podcast. Episode 81, Reservoir Bears. So that was available and is already still available to everyone on our Patreon page. But this Monday, August 1st, will be the regular episode that will be available in the free Empire of Rust feed for everyone to listen to. So the fully edited final version of the episode will be out then. So take a listen uh, if you haven't heard it already and enjoy the next thrilling episode of our Transformers Live Play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. Stop! Bear stop 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 bears Are you done? Stop bears? Okay. We're moving on. And let's jump right into some comics news. So uh, we have IDW solicitations for October 2022. We are getting down to the wire close to the end. And uh, October, not a lot of new comics coming out. Uh, We've got Shattered Glass 2, Volume 2, Number 3. And this is the issue that will focus on Slicer, uh, the... uh, the uh, repaint of Wheeljack, which was an a- it was a Decepticon Action Master uh, that was a re- repaint of Action Master Wheeljack. Now it's Shattered Glass, uh, but Shattered Glass. I thought it was opposites, so I thought it would be an evil Wheeljack, but no, it's actually just Slicer. But it's not. It's Decepticon Slicer, but he's still evil and he's not good. Um, I- I'm confused. I don't know what's going on with brain. Shattered Glass. <laughs> so i get we'll, we'll have to wait till the comic actually comes out so we can figure out what's going on but it is it is not evil wheeljack it is slicer that is the character so um i don't know <laughs> it's a mystery uh we also have a uh another uh trade paperback this is transformers best of grimlock and uh, i guess they're they're finishing up the idw run with a bunch of these collections best of series we had best of what do we have we had best of megatron best of optimus prime best of hot rod best of the beasts best of the rarities sound now wave. we have best of grimlocks did we have best a best of sound wave i thought so i thought there was a best I don't of think so no there should have been <laughs> daryl's just making cream. them up <laughs> best of bumblebee <laughs> um but this best of Grimlock has 
Transformers 84 Secrets and Lies number four, Victory, and that's from the Transformers Annual 1986 and the UK, Devices and Desires, that's from Transformers Generation 2 number four, Grimlock the Rebel from Transformers King Grimlock number one, Kill All Cons from Transformers Lost Light number 15, and more. So there's even more things there, but we don't know what else is going to be in there. So lots of good stuff. Uh, Check it out. Now, particular the the UK uh, some of those UK the UK annual that's a that's a rare thing you're not going to see uh, very often. Uh, I do have that UK annual, so that's cool. But uh, it's nice to you know it's a it's very interesting to get you know. Of course, Simon Furman was a big Grimlock uh, fan and and wrote a lot of Grimlock stories, a lot of seminal Grimlock stories. So you should check them out. And of course, the Secrets and Lies that was a Simon Furman project too. Okay, uh, that's all the comics news. We still do not know where the license is going after the IDW run ends in December. Still no announcements. We thought we thought maybe SDCC would give us some hints, a tease, but no. So nothing yet. Uh, stay tuned. Okay, uh, let's move on to our comic review. This week we are reviewing Last Spot Standing, number three. Written by Nick Roche, art by E.J. Sue and Nick Roche, colors by Rebecca Nalty, letters and design by Joanna Natalie, assistant editor Riley Farmer, and editor David Marriott. So we have five covers. Uh, first up, cover A is Wheelie, the Veteran, by Nick Roche and Josh Burcham. Cover B is Erodimus, Remembering the Autobots of the Past, that's by John Allison. Cover C is Rodimus versus Steeljaw versus Shib by Evan Gaunt. Cover D is Shib and Rodimus by Mina Wan. And the retailer incentive cover is Rodimus, Shib, Moon, and the Alderman. And that's by EJ Sue. So, uh, Apollo, uh, which of these covers do you find most appealing? You know, for me, cover C was the most appealing to me. Um, I really like um, how you know, how much energy is on the cover. Like, um, you know, it's very anime looking to me. Um, and it also references what happens in the story a bit. So um, I really like that cover the best. Cool. Jeremy, which cover are you picking? I have to agree. It, the cover C, uh, it's like a Western anime. Um, and I, I just, I, I love it. Um, particularly, I think, the way Shib is drawn, I don't know. It's just like like Apollo said, the energy in that in this image is just you know it's great. So yeah, I love it. All right, and Daryl, which cover are you picking? Uh, well, if you remember from trips to the store back on Wednesday, you'll know exactly which cover I'm picking, and it's the cover that I bought, which was cover C, uh, the one that everyone is picking. Uh, I just I really like the way that it was laid out, um, and uh, yeah, I. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of anime art, but this one really spoke to me. I really like the, uh, the energy, like everyone has really been saying, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really laid out really well. So yeah, cover C for me. Well, uh, I also agree that cover C is a, is a great, uh, looking cover. I really like the image there, but I am actually going to pick cover A, uh, cause, uh, I am amused by, uh, Wheelie becoming this, uh, <laughs> this, you know, veteran figure you know figure of reverence to all the other transformers um 
it is a bit of a spoiler. Unfortunately, it's kind of a, a big spoiler for the issue that they just, they just put it on the cover. So I guess, well, you know, it's not not supposed to be that big of a reveal, I guess. But uh, and Nick Roche drew this cover, so he's he's the one writing the story. So I guess he didn't intend it to be much of a mystery if he if he's putting it on the cover. Um, but uh, it was, I thought it was. Uh, it was just funny to see Wheelie sitting there, and you know he's just a head on a on a two wheels, and all the other uh, Transformers are kneeling and worship not not quite worshiping him, but paying their respects to him. So I thought it was funny, and that is by uh, Nick Roche and Josh Burcham. So colors by Josh Burcham, of course. Uh, his colors always make things better. So uh, that's the covers. Let's jump into the story. We start with a look back into the past. For generations, Shib's ancestors have passed down a box given to them from the Cybertronians hiding on their planet. Their family must safeguard their secret against the day that they might be needed. Now, finally, in Shib's time, they are. Back in the present, Rodimus despairs that he couldn't protect Shib or any of her people from these new Cybertronians coming to use them for fuel and destroy their civilization. The other Cybertronians can't understand why Rodimus is so upset. Wedge, a former Autobot, explains to former Predacon Scylla that older Cybertronians used to actually form bonds with biological life forms and treat them like people, before the last Cybertronians realized they could be used as a cheap and easy fuel source, of course. Some of the other bots are skeptical, but the veteran is brought online and confor- confirms that the old stories are true. All the other Cybertronians kneel in respect and deference to the veteran, their oldest living Cybertronian. Rodimus looks and is shocked to discover that the veteran is Wheelie, or at least Wheelie's head. Rodimus asks how he ended up this way. Wheelie no longer rhymes, but speaks in haiku in remembrance of the long-destroyed and forgotten Earth. Wheelie tells him that after ages of damage and degeneration, his body was beyond repair. But the other Cybertronians were able to preserve his head and keep him alive. But the preservation of these last Cybertronians comes at the price of any and all organic species they come across in the universe. Rodimus is horrified at what his former friend and fellow Autobot Wheelie has become. Steeljaw tries to assure Rodimus that the Cybertronians will record and preserve any of the customs or culture of the species they consume for posterity. But this is the only way for their race to survive. There is no more Energon, and these last bots have converted their systems to run only run on biofuel. So it would take much, too much effort to reconfigure them back to processing Energon, and it wouldn't be worth it unless they found a significant supply. They are now committed to living off of organic life forever. Steeljaw begs Rodimus to let them convert him as well so that he can join with the last of his kind. Rodimus is not swayed by Steeljaw's words. He condemns these bots as mass murderers of trillions of lives on a galactic scale. With one final act of defiance, Rodimus uses the last of his strength to spit in Steeljaw's face. Steeljaw is more confused than offended, and he will continue with his mission. Even if Rodimus doesn't care to live on at the cost of countless organic life, Steeljaw is going to make that choice for him. Preservation of Cybertronian life is all that matters. Steeljaw orders half of the bots to accompany him to the nearby alien settlement to start rounding up the organic life for processing. He orders Wild Wheel to make sure that Rodimus is fed on the one organic they captured and make sure the machinery and breeding equipment is set up. Rodimus is even more horrified as he realizes that the people of this planet will not only be slaughtered for food, but their children and all future generations will continue to be bred like farm stock. 
After Steeljaw and most of the other bots have left, Moon is curious about interacting with lower life forms and decides to talk to Shib before she is processed for fuel. Shib begs to be allowed to say goodbye to her friend Rodimus before they end her. Moon still can't understand how anyone could form emotional attachments to their food source. Wild Wheel interrupts Moon's activity and tells them to stop messing around and get the resource ready for Rodimus to consume. Shib continues to plead for a final moment with Rodimus. Rodimus sees her struggling and is surprised and happy to see Shib is still alive, at least for a little while longer. The other bots are not interested in indulging her request and ignore Shib's cries. But Wheelie still remembers when Autobots used to befriend humans and other organic species. He tells the other bots to stand down and allow Shib and Rodimus their final moment together. Moon lets Shib go, and she runs to Rodimus to give him a hug. Rodimus starts to apologize for failing her, but Shib cuts him off. She reaches into her shirt and pulls out the key with a vial of glowing liquid on a necklace that she'd hid from everyone. The key fits into a hole in the middle of the Autobot symbol on Rodimus's chest. She inserts it, and Rodimus's chest glows with light. Suddenly, Rodimus's whole body is restored and repaired. His systems have been completely re-energized by the potent hit of distilled energon he just received. The other bots are stunned by his transformation, but Wheelie knows they're now in trouble. Rodimus immediately springs into action, fighting the other bots. First, he destroys their processing plant so they can't mass murder the local species. The other bots are enraged, and Wild Wheel wants some revenge. He throws a jagged metal pipe at Shib, aiming to make her mush the old-fashioned way. Rodimus can't save her, but Moon does. Moon steps in front of Shib, taking the metal spike through the eye. Moon gives their life for Shib, agreeing with Rodimus that it's not right for the Cybertronians to live at the expense of all other life. Wild Wheel is distraught at having killed another Cybertronian when there are so few of them left. But he doesn't get time to mourn. Rodimus takes the opportunity of the distraction to shove Wild Wheel's head onto the same metal spike, impaling and killing him instantly. Then he goes to check and make sure that Shib is okay. But Shib is still hesitant to trust Rodimus after seeing all the violence he perpetrated. She asks, is he really the good guy? Meanwhile, Wheelie tells the other two bots to drive into town and warn Steeljaw about what has happened. Then Wheelie turns to Rodimus, angry at his betrayal. Rodimus tells Wheelie he's the one who has betrayed everything the Autobots once were with his endless slaughter. Wheelie attacks Rodimus the only way he can as a disembodied head. He bites at Rodimus's ankles. Rodimus is not impressed and just kicks Wheelie's head into the atmosphere. Rodimus transforms into his car mode and tells Shib to get in. They have to catch the other bots before they reach the town and warn Steeljaw. Rodimus asks if Shib ha- still has the other two keys in addition to the one she just used. Shib says yes, they are hidden at her house. Rodimus needs to get them before the other bots find them. But as they're talking, Shib realizes that there were three keys because there used to be three bots, not just Rodimus. Rodimus says she's right and tells the full story. When they first arrived on this planet Donacht, Shib's species was just beginning to emerge into intelligence. The bots didn't want to interfere with another species after all the Cybertronians had done on other worlds, so they stayed hidden. Their original plan was to just live in obscurity and fade away, but they knew it could be possible they weren't the last Cybertronians. To guard against this possibility, they watched as Shib's ancestors grew and their civilization formed. They selected the most trustworthy people, Shib's direct progenitors, to give the box and instructions to pr- and preserve them against the day they would be needed. And now that day has come. Shib asks what happened to Rodimus' friends. 
Gripper had an accident and fell off of a cliff. They had neither the resources nor skill to repair him, so they had to watch him die. Strongarm snapped and wanted to take her ship, take their ship and leave Donacht, searching for other Cybertronians. Rodimus tried to shoot her ship down before she could leave the planet and wound up destroying it with her inside. And that left Rodimus alone. Last bot standing. He returned to ship's family and stayed in vehicle mode as a wagon for her family could use that was passed along through several generations down to her. As Rodimus' story concludes, they catch up to the two bots on their way to, to town. Rodimus is back in good fighting condition and with some smooth moves is able to take down both bots with little trouble. But he has to finish the job. Before they move on, he makes sure both bots are dead by smashing their heads in. He transforms back to car mode and they continue on. Meanwhile, Steeljaw and the other bots have arrived at the town. The inhabitants flee, but the bots have experience with rounding up the resources. Steeljaw directs the work, but then he's distracted by the body of his comrade, Nitro. Steeljaw and his sister, Sharpclaw, can't believe another of their race has fallen. Riot Gear wants to get revenge on the organics, but Steeljaw corrects him. They didn't kill Nitro. Rodimus did. And Sharpclaw smells Cybertronian technology nearby. Rodimus was hiding something here after hiding on this planet for eons. They trace the smell to Shib's house and rip it apart to find Shib's secret box. In addition to the Energon keys, there is also a data tablet. They activate the tablet and listen to the message Rodimus left there. Finally, Rodimus and Shib have arrived at town to see the devastation the Cybertronians have wrought. But Rodimus vows they will save her people and end the threat of the Cybertronians for good. Just then, Steeljaw and the other remaining bots return from Shib's house, and they have Shib's brothers hostage. Rodimus tells Steeljaw he won't leave this planet alive, and Steeljaw responds that Nitro didn't deserve to be executed by a fellow Cybertronian. As they stare each other down, Steeljaw tells Rodimus he's found his secret and chose him the Energon keys and data tablet. And that is where we end the story, to be continued with the final issue of Last Bot Standing. So I really like this this issue and this series in general. It's it's been a really uh, really fun story. This one had a had a great mix of action and storytelling here, like uh, the having Rodimus being restored. Of course, we, we that that little key that Shib wore was telegraphed for the last two issues that it was going to be something to do with the Transformers, and it was. And seeing Rodimus get restored to full health and and looking pretty cool. Uh, was a nice uh, nice reveal there. I also liked his uh, you know he's pretty brutal. This 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 Rodimus is pretty brutal in taking down the other Cybertronians. He killed uh, four, or well, he, I guess he killed three, and then one one just <laughs> died accidentally. So, uh, but uh, you know Rodimus has, has been throwing down in this series. He's been killing a lot of bots, uh, and then I guess he he kicked Wheelie. Wheelie flew away, but you know. We don't know if he's dead. <laughs> Maybe he'll burn up in the atmosphere. I guess we'll see. But uh, I really enjoyed this issue. I like the storytelling. I, it also gives you a sense of just the scale of how long Transformers live, where they basically could watch a you know a species evolve and develop. Over, you know, that's it's probably again. You know, back in the '80s, we had four million years. This looks like it was probably you know about a million years where they saw that these uh, the species evolve from you know proto apes into you know you know humanoid aliens here uh so that was a that was a nice uh bit of storytelling there uh and then the reveal at the end that uh we've got this uh this tablet and and i i'm guessing that the the next issue is going to reveal that this planet is is hiding a bunch of energon 
and that's why uh, you know the um, the 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 hills that that the that these character the aliens are mining is is filled with uh, you know some form of energon that could then be used to revitalize the Cybertronians. So uh, I'm guessing that's that's where the story's going. But uh, I'm I'm enjoying this. Um, also for Jeremy. There's a Robots in Disguise uh, 2001 character in Wedge from the build I was team going there. going to point that out. <laughs> oh, sorry. Didn't. <laughs> it's fine. It's always great to see an RID 2001 character show up. Yeah. Oh, what are but, the uh, other ones? Uh, how, how many others can you point out there, Charles? Uh, I'll let Jeremy take over. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I just really I, I thought this was really fun. Uh, uh, also, the art uh, EJ Sue's art is great. I, I guess Nick Roche does all the flashback scenes, and Nick Roche does all the 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 modern day scenes. I think I thought both artists did a great job. The colors were also awesome. From um, Joanna Natalie was the colorist, I believe, or no, Rebecca Nalty. Rebecca Nalty was the colorist, and uh, she's I think her colors have been great for the for this series, and. Um, yeah, Joanna Natalie doing the letters and design. I think the lettering is actually nice. The way they like all the all the bad Cybertronians have purple bubbles, and then Rodimus has a his like yellow yellowish bubble. Uh, nice. It's a nice way contrast for all the characters too. So yeah, I, that's overall great book. So so I'm gonna pass it over to Jeremy. Uh, sorry again for stealing your thunder. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Uh, but yeah, Wedge is great. Um, well, I guess he's not so great in here, but it's great seeing an RD one <laughs> character back. Um, also, a uh, wild wheel was that um, he was introduced in uh, what was the series after Cyberverse? Uh, Cy- Cyberverse. Cyberverse. Yeah, he was the um the Western Decepticon. Yeah. So I I love how they're picking like characters from just all over and putting them in here. Um, another thing on the lettering, um, Rodimus, he has that color, but he also has a normal rounded speech bubble kind of because he's been around humans for so much. He like has their speech patterns and stuff. And I thought that was cool while the the other ones are kind of in more boxy robotic, um, bubbles. So lots of little things that, uh, are just kind of, they're subtle, but they really add on to the book. Uh, this was just fun all around. Um, I, I thought it was very dynamic, particularly like after Rodimus got energized and um, it just seems like the action scenes were just so dynamic. And after such, you know, slow moving stuff, you know, very deliberate pacing, it was a real shift, but it really worked in this book the way it was drawn. And, I don't know. I, like I said, this has been just an enjoyable series all around. And I, I really like even these like new characters they're, they're including like Shib. And, you know, I just, this is a really unique story, something we haven't really seen in Transformers before. And it's great. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends up. Uh, it's just, you know, it, I don't know if it can end without Rodimus sacrificing himself to like, be the last bot, but having to give up everything to save the people on this planet. So I'm just, you know, I can't wait till the next issue comes out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Apollo. uh, What did you think of this series so far? 
Well, um, I actually have kind of tuned out of IDW. I, I think I told you guys, like, I don't, I haven't, I stopped reading it like a month ago um, in general, but um, I really did enjoy this issue and I'm going to have to try to read the other issues in this story. I think it was really good. I really enjoyed the interactions between the characters and I also really liked how, um, you know, Shib had that key and it really reminded me of Transformers animated with Sari and her key um, in that series. So I, I don't know if that's like a homage to that, but um, most likely it probably is. But um, I thought that was really cool. And I really liked that sequence when Rodimus got powered up by the key um, and I am now I want to know how this is going to end. So, um, <laughs> you know, so um, the one thing I did comment on, because maybe I was just reading it on the screen, is that um, the blue bubbles for the Autobot characters talking were really light at the top of them. And it made it kind of hard to read. But I don't and I think that's most likely because I was reading this on a screen versus it being printed because color um color looks different on screen versus printed because of how light works. So um it might also be that it's a review copy so their watermark plays with the colors sometimes. Okay, yeah, because it just looked really faded on here, but I imagine a printed copy of this would look fine. So, um, but I liked it. I liked the art, and I liked it as a mix of everything, you know, action, dialogue, etc. Cool. And uh, Daryl, what did you think? I enjoyed it. Um, I uh, I liked all the, uh, the characters that uh, were on this... Uh, kind of ragtag group of, uh, you know, group of bots running around kind of getting fuel. Um, you know, I think we discussed it last time. Their, their way of getting fuel is kind of, you know, gross, but, uh, you know, they, they figured out a way to do it. So, uh, you know, that's what they, that's what they do. They're just kind of surviving, you know, um, you, uh, you get a lot of information about wheelie and, uh, I was trying to put together this timeline here and, and, and unfortunately only they only show what would be four generations, I guess, of uh Shib's family. You know, the 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 passing down of this this information, this box. Um and you know, that would be what, twenty five years ish per generation? So Well they're aliens, so who's to say that you know it's I, that long? I don't think these are four gen- – I mean, I don't think these are just four generations. I think it's like generation one, then, I don't know, thousand years, then this – I think well, these I are mean, glimpses. I think there's probably hundreds of generations between these but you're still, these little you're, images. You're, it's clear that the younger kid in the – Is the one parent above the it next is the one. Older, that's yeah. obvious, right? Like – you know, each one of these is is a is directly into the next, into the next, into the next, right? So, you know, the child in the final one is Shib, right? Because the Rodimus stagecoach is right there. So, you know, um, I feel yeah. like they could just live longer than humans. It's possible. Um, 
I mean, I so, would just I don't th- I don't think it's necessarily clear that each each child is the character in the next one. I think it's it could be a lot I more generations to, in between. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think it's very clear. Um, it's, well, I'm going to ask Nick Roche on Twitter. You do that. You do, do that. it. <laughs> Please do. I'll be right. You tw- you uh, you know tag us in the, the those tweets or, or do you need me to do it because I I'm you know I I don't know how to, do you know how to use Twitter. Um, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure okay. it out. Don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the, uh, the timeline, I was trying to figure that out here. And, and regardless of that, I still really liked the, uh, the fact that Wheelie ends up being this, you know, this character of reverence for these, this, this, this crew. Um, you know, cause it's just, it's, it's funny because everyone hates Wheelie <laughs> and, and they still, they still hate him. That's why they don't power him up. But even though, even when they do power him up, they still show him respect because he's so freaking old. Um, so yeah, I, I I really like that. Um, and and even Rodimus hates him. He's like, God, it's it's Wheelie for God's sakes, it's Wheelie. And they still, you know, they. <laughs> I I still I like the fact that it was Wheelie. It was a great pick by by Nick to to choose Wheelie as the you know the 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 veteran. Um, I, uh, I do, I, when, when I agree with Apollo that the, the, sh- the key that Shib uses to, to power up Rodimus is a direct reference to animated. Like that's what I saw as well. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's an obvious, that's an obvious callback as well. Um, I loved the violence in this, ep- in this issue, you know, the death of, of Moon, uh, the death of, of all these other characters, you know, some by Rodimus and, and, you know, some just, you know, because of him or, or, you know, around him, you know, his, his own crew, his own, his own Autobots. And, and then there's this other crew around him. Uh, just, I loved it. It was great. It was, it's an, it's nice to, to, to see some action here. Um, and, and, you know, him, him, him punting wheelie into, into outer space. That's a hell of a kick. Uh, you know, regardless <laughs> of whether this planet is, you know, tiny or not that's still that's a that's a one hell of a kick so you know he's saying he's not functioning at you know at at 100 percent, but still that's a mighty boot on this on this lad um but uh yeah i i did definitely uh like this one um yeah lots of action and i'm i'm very much looking forward to it um the the end i think four is the end right that's we're done at, at at four i believe so yes yeah that's a shame i've been enjoying this one Yep. Cool. Yeah. I mean, one also additional point as a as a um, this this makes me feel a little bit bad about being a you know a meat eater here. I mean, there this is this is kind of a subtle um, a subtle promotion <laughs> of vegetarianism here. It's like you know maybe you should think about uh, where your where your food comes from. I think is the is the the the, the subtle message of this comic. <laughs> so you know because nah. <laughs> cows but, uh, don't have yeah. sophisticated brains <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that that that's what the cybertronians would say about these aliens here <laughs> and you know they might be right <laughs> but, uh, yeah um all right well uh, that is our review of last spot standing number three eagerly awaiting Issue number four. Uh, But in the meantime, we'll move on to talk about Transformers Media News. 
All right. In media news this week, uh, we got a bunch of stuff from SDCC to talk about. Um, the first up is EarthSpark. So we uh, mentioned it briefly in the toy show, but they talked a lot about EarthSpark and uh, they showed off the toys, which we talked about, but uh, they talked a lot about the show. So the show itself um, is uh, is going to be... Um, did we get a date? I don't think we got a date. Um, Not yet. We got a Just trailer. Fall. Yeah, we got a trailer for it, which was cool. And you can watch that uh, on on the site. Um, it is region locked. So, uh, you know, VPN it up or uh, um, sorry about your luck. It's, you know, the Americans uh, run the world. And uh, that's just something you have to uh, get used to. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we, we did get some, some more information and we did get a, a list of cast. So this, uh, this cast is interesting. So, uh, we'll get, uh, we'll talk about it a bit here, but, uh, yeah, so we've got a full listing here and, um, starting off with Alan Tudyk, who's playing Optimus Prime and Alan Tudyk is a, a very famous, uh, actor and he's done lots of voice work in the past. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, very famous for being on, um, uh, well, he was, uh, he was in star Wars, wasn't he? He was, uh, a droid. USO and yeah. In rogue one, rogue one. And man, I can, I can see firefly. That was the name of the show I was thinking of. Yeah. I was going to let him just, I can picture him uh, in everything. He was in Transformers already. He's been the butler in Dark of the uh, Moon. Dark of the Moon. Yeah. Dark of the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, I can, he's been in everything. Like, he's been in so much. Why? I'm trying to think of other things he's been in. I can just see him in in everything, though. So, um, yeah. Why can I not think of anything else he's been in right now? Anyway, it doesn't uh, matter. He's got a show on Sci-Fi, uh, Resident Alien. That's that's what he's recently right, been Right, that's what he's doing right now, yeah. Uh, he used to do a Comic-Con show, which was kind of fun. I used to like watching that. Um, then you've got uh, Rory McCann. Or, yeah, I think it's Rory McCann. Uh, he's going to play Megatron, and uh, he's best known for being the Hound in uh, Game of Thrones. So if you watch that show, uh, big tough guy. Uh, to with a big I kept tough seeing voice. Seeing people t- talk about him being hound, I'm like, he was never in Transformers before this. <laughs> I've never seen Game of Thrones, so ah. Uh, and then we've got uh, well, not not hound, the hound, the hound. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Then <laughs> we got Danny Pudi, uh, and he is going to play Bumblebee, and he's best known for his work on Community. Um. I have a feeling he's been in the Transformers movie as well as just like a side character or a side role. Maybe I'm thinking of something uh, else. No, you're you're thinking of Ken Jeong in Dark in Dark of the Moon. He was a community no, no, character there, who was in. Yeah, he was. Uh, there was um, there was a small little like like character that uh, Danny Pudi played. He was like uh, on a on a ship, like a naval officer or something like that. Um, it was a comedic. Earth Spark is his first Transformers credit on IMDb. Is it okay? Uh, then there's uh, uh, Sissy Jones as Alita One, um, and uh, my daughter tells me she's on an owl show. I don't, I don't. Uh, Looks like the, the Owl, owl house. house. 
The Owl House. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's done a lot of video game work. Um, Walking Dead vi- Telltale video game. Um, Evil yeah. Dead the game. She was in Tiger and Bunny, so that's another anime. Oh, okay. Very cool. Uh, and we've got uh, Catherine uh, Kavari, and uh, they are Twitch Malto, and uh, they have been in Dead End Paranormal Park. I think that's a video game, is it? TV series. Oh, is it? Okay. Never heard of it. Um, but uh, She played Miss Marvel in a Spider-Man TV series 2018 through 2019. Oh. And looks like also played Miss Marvel in many video games and stuff. So. Oh. Then we've got Zeno Robinson. And they're from, uh, they're playing uh, Thrash Malto. They've been seen in Big City Greens. I don't know what that is. Or My Hero Academia. Oh. <laughs> you think that My would be bigger? My daughter likes Big City Greens. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Is it an anime? Oh. Uh, it, Big City Greens is not an, is a Disney Plus, a Disney uh, cable show. Okay. Oh, he's, she likes that. He's also on Young Justice. That's pretty cool. He okay. plays Victor Stone, Cyborg. Hmm. Oh. Uh, Diedrich Bader is playing Mandroid. And Diedrich Bader has been around a long time. He was in Office Space. He was the neighbor in Office Space. Uh, he was on the Drew Carey show back in the day. Um, his credit that they're showing here in the article is Better Things. I've never heard of that. but uh, um, mm. He was Batman in Batman Brave and the Bold. Ah, okay. There's some voice work there. He was Randor uh, in Masters of the Universe Revelation. Oh, cool. Uh, so Mandroid so. is the main villain. Uh, in this, and it's a he's a scientist, uh, soldier, and he's got uh, yeah, he's a bad guy. Um, so it it seems like the implication is that Megatron is not the villain, is not a villain in the show. Well, I'm having like, a feeling it's it's I I have a feeling it's going to be like that uh, the the G1 comic with uh, um where where is the uh, the the I don't know the junk guy teams up with the Megatron. Oh, um, Robot Master. Yeah, yeah, that one, something like we'll that. See. Although, although um, Mandroid seems a lot more uh, kind of cyborgish. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the rest of the cast here is uh, I think they're kids. So uh, there's Robbie Malto. These are all the the character names: Robbie Malto, Morgan Mo Malto, Dot Malto, and Alex Malto. Uh, so it seems like the Transformer characters are interacting with the Malto family. Uh, and, uh, and trying to, um, um, kind of stop Mandroid and Megatron. Yep. Uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, so looking at the, the press release that they sent out, uh, there was a very funny typo here for Megatron. When they talk about Megatron, it says he's the father of the Decepticon Faticon. I think they meant faction, but it, the letters got <laughs> transposed, and it says Decepticon Faticon. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Either way, uh, this is going to be the kids' show. Um, you know, it's some talented voice casting. the uh, the The biggest thing to know about this voice cast is that they are um, they are union. Uh, so. There's there's a lot of talented uh, actors and, and voice actors here, uh, so you know um, it's uh, it's going to be a, a expect high quality voice acting out of this, uh, 
and uh and the animation this is all being done by that uh boulder studios right so our boulder media i, think I it's believe called. yeah yeah i believe so the the irish uh studio that's right yeah and nick uh, roche did designs for characters he did design that's right. he do designs for um for what's her name uh twitch she he did her design oh did he okay i believe so i believe he put it on twitter it was it was let's look at the nose you, you heard of twitter, maybe? right Maybe yeah, while he you're... posted the art on there a while ago. Yeah, while you're checking up on how Daryl and I are right, you can also <laughs> confirm that. <laughs> um, but uh, does anybody, Apollo, maybe uh, chime in on on what your reaction is to the uh, the Earthspark uh, casting and and all that kind of stuff? That news about the new show. Um, I'm really excited to see the show. Um, I like that they introduced new characters for both the bots and. Um, you know, and the human cast, like I really like the human cast so far of what we've seen of them. And, um, you know, and, you know, any new Transformers show is good. You know, it's good news whenever there's new stuff being made. But I really liked what Boulder Studio did for Cyberverse. And, you know, they have a lot of experience now animating for Transformers. So, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm very happy to hear that the voice acting's being done by union voice actors because I know that's um, been, you know, something in the past that they didn't do the last few shows um, for Transformers. So it's nice that they went in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, what are your what are your thoughts on this show uh, as far as like the. Um because we saw the toys and and the toys are are a little lackluster but that's you know that's just that's the toys for the kids. Uh what do you think of the quality of the the, the way the show looks? We've gotten we've gotten a a, a trailer uh that uh, that yeah. I haven't been able to see but uh uh you know you have. I I have. I watched it with my kid and um we both like I hadn't watched it until I saw it with him and we both enjoyed it. it it's not even a trailer. It's like a, a clip of like it's about six minutes long. Oh wow! So you you get a good sense. I mean, it's very early on in the series, clearly, but I enjoyed it. It it seems like it'll be a show that parents can watch with kids and enjoy. You know, both can get enjoyment out of it. But um, essentially, it's like the the family has moved from Philadelphia to a small town. Uh, apparently, in here, it's, it's named Witwicky. Don't know where they got that, but. Um, <laughs> No, but it, it's and they they know what transformers are because when they encounter you know when they encounter one they're like you're a transformer so it, it's like we're being set in this world where transformers are already a known quantity and that's interesting to me as well and I'm just I, I'm really excited to watch it with my kid to kind of see it through his eyes but I, I think it, it's really good um, really smart of them to put out such a long clip that you know, most of us can see. I really w- wish that they wouldn't region lock it since Paramount plus is supposed to be a worldwide thing. Um, uh, here it's not. I thought I was sure it was coming to Canada, but I'll, I'll download that clip for you and send it over. I'll just use my VPN. All right. But anyway, it, it, it looks fun and transformers are supposed to be fun. I, I am excited for Alan Tudyk. I, I, in my mind, I want to hear Optimus prime talk like K2SO. <laughs> And that would just be hilarious. It's it's not, but he's also not trying to do Peter Cullen. He's somewhere kind of in the middle. And well, he that, tweeted out 
when uh, this was announced, he said he's going to be he's he's voicing him like a long haul trucker. Right. I mean, and the for everyone that has done Optimus Prime and tried to sound like Peter Cullen, it has been a subpar performance. When we have had um, shows that don't do that, like already 2001 um, and like the universe or Unicron trilogy and stuff. Those are those own actors takes on Optimus prime. They're not trying to imitate Cullen and the shows are better for it. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I really want to see um, or hear what they do with Megatron because we, we saw um, in the chat here earlier, I think it's way back now, but uh, one of the show designers um, mentioned that they, they based their, like someone put a, a screen cap of like one little bit of Megatron that we see and a Megatron from the IDW comics. And they were like nearly identical in design. And the guy confirmed that they did base it. Well, he said they based it off the Fury model, which was based off of IDW. Yeah. But yeah. That, that, that was really interesting to me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for something different and I think this will be fun. So I'm just looking forward to it. Um, Charles, what, uh, what say you, uh, this, uh, this voice cast is a, is a lot of, uh, is a, is a lot of people that uh, you might've heard of before. And then, uh, we've got a lot of kids. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting choice of, uh, of, of actors to portray some interesting, uh, some big roles, um, and some big names, uh, thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always happy to see that the the voice cast is is top notch. That's that's great. I, I think look, I did I did get a chance to watch the trailer as well, and it looked really exciting and interesting. So I'm I am definitely on board for this show. Uh, it it looks like it'll be fun. It'll be something new and different uh, with the focus on the the two kind of Earth created Cybertronians. So I, I I like that idea and that concept that. Uh, it, it it was kind of like the um these new cybertronians basically imprinted on the humans and that's like how they were born or forged or whatever so that's that's why they're they're particularly i guess earth sparks mm-hmm. but yeah it it looks interesting um I am curious to see how the Decepticons fit in. Uh, they are, they, they are Decept- like in addition to Megatron, there are other Decepticons in the show. Like in, in, there is a brief in, in the, in the six minute trailer, there's a brief uh, vision of bombshell, the Insecticon there oh, damn. doing something. So um, yeah, so there are more Decepticons in the show. Uh, yeah. And how they fit in and how, how like, how the world is and what what the state of the humans relationship with transformers is 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 a question that i am looking forward to getting the answers for cool um now i want to ask you another question um this pertains to the malto family as being i think probably the first family of color to be represented on uh transformers media uh what do you think of that that was definitely a positive. Yeah, I was I was happy to see that. Also from Philadelphia, that's my hometown. So oh damn, okay, great. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. So is so, there a town yeah, in we, Philadelphia uh, called Wiki? I don't believe so. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> we we can we can we can take over some random town in the middle of Pennsylvania and rename it yeah. to Wit Wiki. That's fine. There's <laughs> a lot of space in the middle of Pennsylvania that can just <laughs> be renamed. 
but yeah, I mean, so we have had we've had black characters in Transformers before. I mean, in Transformers Prime, we had uh, the um, Ernie Hudson's character, the yep, I forget Agent, Agent uh, Fowler. Fowler, yeah, Agent, yep. Agent Fowler, yeah. So, but yeah, now having the focus on a on a uh, a black family here as the main human characters in the show, I think that's very cool. That's very uh, and uh, you know. Uh, um nice uh, nice to see uh, in addition to transformers media so yeah that that's a that's a cherry cherry on top of the of uh, the the ice cream sunday that is transformers earth spark right on okay good um right on. and the like i said the uh, uh we don't have much left uh for media news but uh, the last two pieces are for tv and streaming and we got another one of the uh G1 cartoon storyboards uh, becoming available online, and it's for the episode Atlantis Arise. Uh, and uh, yeah, go ahead and take a look for the storyboard. Um, man, I don't know what happened, but the uh, the Sunbow Archives is are are making all this stuff available. So uh, if you're uh, if you're a nerd like uh, like me and into this stuff, uh, ch- take a look at this, and it's uh, it's some really cool really cool stuff. And the last thing is that uh, if you have been waiting for Transformers War for Cybertron Earthrise to become available uh, digitally, well, your wait is over. It is available uh, uh, in three locations, and those are uh, Vudu, iTunes, and Amazon Video. So uh, hopefully uh, that is um, what you've been waiting for if you didn't see it before when it was on Netflix. But it is uh, it is available now uh, for purchase, and, and that's it for it's still news. on Netflix. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's it okay. hasn't left Netflix. So <laughs> I thought it I thought it had gone. It's Netflix no, owned, I, right? Like they don't think they'd get rid of it, right? Wow. Well, I mean, eventually the deal and like the the Marvel shows have now moved to Disney Plus. Oh, that's true. Well, that's all there is for media news. We will move on to convention news. All right. Um, first up in convention news, um, at uh, during San Diego Comic Con weekend, they announced or Hasbro announced that PulseCon is coming back uh, Friday, September thirtieth, and Saturday, October first. You can register your email at hasbropulse.com slash pulsecon twenty two to get on the notification list. Uh, this has been a fun thing that Hasbro has started the last couple of years. And, you know, we will get tons of reveals and they, they had like Cybertronic spree one year. So they, they make it entertaining. Uh, it, so if you, if you want to just, you know, sit and have YouTube on in the background those days, it, it'll probably be worth it. So I, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, it, It'll um, just be something to do in September. So uh, we'll have more on that as it gets closer, I'm sure. The next, uh, we have some TF Nation updates. Uh, first is Simon Furman is going to be attending. Um, he has, um, you know, he has done so much from G1 to more recent stuff. Uh, Transformers 84 Secrets and Lies was excellent. So he will be there only on the Saturday of TF Nation, uh, which will um the convention is August 12th through 14th. So he will only be there on the, the 13th. So if you want to, to meet him and uh, get something signed or just have a 
talk with them. Make sure you're there on the Saturday. Next we have, uh, this is not really a surprise, but James Roberts is going to be attending. Uh, can you believe it has been a decade since More Than Meets the Eye and Robots in the Sky has started? Um, yes. So he is going to be there. Um, and I just tell stories and, and everything about the series and just probably I would think the legacy of the series because it's just had impact in so many different things. And then from uh, one writer to another, uh, Brian Ruckley is going to be there, who is the writer of the, the recently ended continuity. Um, you know, he basically had his hands from the beginning to the end with just a few other writers here and there. So um, he will be there. I believe this is his first transformers convention. Um, I don't know if he's been to any other TF nations, but um, yeah, it'll be good seeing him there. And um you know, I, I'm interested to see if he'll make his way over to any UK com- or US conventions in the future. So uh, that's all we have here for uh, my part of convention news. But I think, uh, Apollo, you were going to talk about uh, Sidefest Northwest and your experience there and how that convention went. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. So, um, yeah, yesterday, well, by the time the show comes out, it'll have been Saturday, July 23rd, was Cybefest Northwest. It's a convention that takes place in Kent, Washington, which is a little south of Seattle, Washington. It was at the Kent Commons Community Center. The convention primarily took place in two rooms um, at the convention. There was a panel room with panels going throughout the day. And then there was a room called the West Gym, which um, had rows of tables that were vendors selling toys, artists. There was also a raffle for some prizes for toys and an art contest. Um We got there a little late because the traffic from the Portland area to uh, Seattle is very unpredictable and it usually always goes for the worst. But um, it was just really a lot of fun going and checking out um, the show. Like I was able to see most of the IDW artists panel that was hosted by Mike Seibert, who's a friend of the show, and he has his own podcast called the Mike Seibert Radio Show. And the artist he was interviewing was Billy, um, who goes by Cosmic Danger Zone on Twitter. And then Blackie, who's ArtDevil313 on Twitter. And it was a really good panel. It was really cool hearing about the artists. And and they were both from the Pacific Northwest. And it was just interesting hearing from them and their creative process and you know how they felt about working on uh, idw artwork for transformers and what they're excited about doing possibly in the future so that was a really good panel um the big room which was a mixture of dealers hall and artist alley was a lot of fun. There were so many different treasures in there. Um, a lot. There was a mixture of G1 stuff, Beast Wars, Siege, Earthrise, Legacy. Um, there's all sorts of things in there. Um, there are two artists. I talked about this in the main show. Um, there are two artists that I um, met. One of them was brand new. Um, two um, that I didn't know about. Um, it is Ashley Artley on Twitter. Um, her art um, 
was really fabulous. And the other person who I knew from Twitter before, but it was nice to meet them, um, was Eric Cappuccino, who just started screaming on Twitter. And I got a print from them as well. So it was just a lot of fun, you know, being at a Transformers convention again. I haven't been to a convention for Transformers since TFCon DC 2019. I'd planned on going to um, when TFCon Florida um, in 2020, but that never happened. So um, it's been a long time for me since I've gone to a Transformers convention in person. So um, it was, I really enjoyed it. I plan on going back next year and um, maybe I'll do a pan, another panel for it. I did a panel for them in 2020 with Wazabi on Twitter, who's that's their username on Twitter. And um, maybe I'll do a panel for them or something next year, but um, highly recommend it. If you know, if you're in the Pacific Northwest and it's only for a, a day. So um, yeah, I'll definitely be a regular at this convention. Awesome. Yeah. It, it seems like that, that was a fun show. Just getting back to conventions it, it kind of re-energized me coming back from TFCon. No, yeah. I was just going to say I agree with you on that, Jeremy. Like, I feel, like, re-energized, like, you know, about Transformers and, like, you know, creating artwork, you know, just being around people who are so passionate about this franchise, you know, and um, talking about their love of it, you know. Um, so it was, just, it was just a really good show, and I'm glad I went. Yeah, so that is it for convention news this week. All right, and we will finish up the show with a little bit of feedback. So we have a voicemail from our good friend, John Forex Levingood. Hey guys, John Forex Levingood here again. So I was just recently listening to the most recent download, and I heard something, and I, I kind of agree with you guys. I would like to see more Transformer stories that don't involve big players. No, don't get me wrong. I love this Prime Megatron, Bumblebee, Starscream, etc., etc., etc. However, the Transformer stories really does feel like it's a story told of the Germans, and I would like to see a story told of the soldiers. You know, you bring in new characters or bring in uh, characters that have deep holes or whatnot that are hard as a thing. But you know, talk about the talk about the infantry, talk about the supply sergeant. You know. You know, bring those in. Bring the, you know, bring in the everyman who showed up. Uh, one of the things I enjoyed about uh, the early run of the, uh, the latest uh, comic run was uh, Rubble. I was it, I was looking forward to looking at the story through the eyes of a new character uh, before what happened to him happened. So anyhow, that's my thoughts. That's my two cents. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, thanks, John, for sending that in. Definitely agree with you uh, that, yeah, I would love to see transformer stories focused on the you know the the kind of rank and file characters and, and yeah i mean we it's it's rare that we get that i mean we we have had some shows that have focused on that i think um like uh robots in disguise 2015 that that bumblebee was the main character but we had bumblebee and a bunch of other like bots who had new bots who were or you know different versions of bots that were not as well known um you know we've We've had uh, in the comics we had with more than meets the eye robots in disguise. I thought those both had their their casts were 
some low, you know fe- featured a lot of prominent lower tier characters particularly more than meets the eye you had a you had a large cast of lower tier characters that had not gotten the spotlight before and were turned into awesome characters uh in their own right just on the strength of their the writing and and storytelling in in that series so i mean i definitely think it it could be done i mean i know from a hasbro marketing standpoint it kind of doesn't make sense to take you know your biggest characters out of the series when, and you know especially with all the the money you put into a uh, uh an animated production in particular uh but yeah i mean I, I at least i hope that with earthspark they are focusing on the new characters the thrash and twitch and maybe and hopefully that cast is expanding uh you know and, and that the bigger characters are are ta- are being more as the you know mentor or background figures uh, but I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm always, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the strengths of Transformers is that it can keep growing and changing and, and adding to the, adding to the lore, adding new characters is, and you do that by introducing new characters and making them the focus for a little while. So yeah, totally agree with you, John. Uh, any other thoughts? Maybe Apollo, what are, what are your thoughts on that direction? Yeah, I agree with that, you know, and I think that's really why I liked, um, you know, more than meets the eye and lost light so much was, you know, um, we had like a cast of characters, you know, other than like Rodimus and, you know, Megatron, it, they were just like, they weren't these like high and mighty, like, you know, as he was saying, the general characters, these are just like, minor characters but they were given a backstory you know like um you know like trailbreaker and you know it's just um in whirl and you know and swerve it, it was just it was a really fun series and um i like to see more of that you know even though i'm a huge starscream fan and i can't get enough of starscream <laughs> um i just really I think it'd be nice to see stuff that's different, you know? And I think that's why, like, for example, I'm so excited about this earth spark show is because we have some new bots, you know, that were born on earth. Um, I haven't seen the trailer yet. So I'm going to have to watch that. Um, But, um, you know, they're doing some new things in that show, just from what I've seen of like the promotional artwork and stuff that I'm really excited about. So, um yeah i think we need to get some more stories about more minor characters i think we could there's a lot of stories to tell that haven't been told or you know maybe um you know i've seen this idea floating around twitter but maybe we have a female prime like you know like alita one maybe make alita one a prime you know and um you know things like that there's a lot of different stories that we can tell with the characters i feel like optimus and megatron there um this was actually talked about yesterday at at sidefest during the idw panel that whole the optimus versus megatron and the war is a story that has been told over and over again and you know i i like you know that story you know i you know otherwise i wouldn't have liked transformers but you know we can tell other stories besides that story you know we have over 35 years of history with these characters yeah definitely all all your points are good ones all right uh daryl what did you think uh well if it's it's been a long time but if you recall um i had i had pitched a story to you all um 
a long time ago about basically doing uh, a comic series just like this, where um, maybe not mentioning Megatron, but where Optimus was essentially a figurehead and you, you just, your, your story or your comic revolved around these, these, it was essentially lower decks, right? It was essentially lower decks, but not as goofy, right? So, um, so you would only hear about Optimus, you know, as, you know, did you hear that Optimus fought Megatron today? Oh, that's cool. What happened? Oh, well, Optimus kicked the shit out of him. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. All right. Um, well, what's happening now? Okay, well, Optimus and, you know, it's just, you know, it's essentially water cooler talk as the bots go around and, and, you know, and do their missions and they, you know, and they report to their supervisors who report to their supervisors and stuff like that. And they're, it's, it's their day to day. The problem is, is it's, it's not as exciting as the lives of the, the, the executive branch. Right. So, um, it's, it's, it's got a it's got a lot of appeal to it and I like the idea of doing you know maybe a mini series or something like that but I think it would get unless it's written very well like you could make it uh you know a compelling story out of that um I I I think you, it would probably get tiresome after a while like okay well I get it these these lower rank and file guys they don't do anything exciting you know, so you'd have to find a way to make those characters exciting. But I love the idea of of these these bots existing in the 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 cog as cogs of this giant machine, but never ever interacting with Optimus or Megatron. Right? They just they know of him as this 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 king or this this figurehead of the of the of the, the movement and and just following him because of the stories they've heard and that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's a very compelling, uh, way of, of kind of storytelling, but, uh, I think you'd have to, um, you'd have to write it really well to, to keep it going or you'd have to limit it. You'd have to keep it to like six issues or something like that. But, uh, I, I, I love that idea. We've, we've talked about it before. I know we have, cause I've had this idea for a long time, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, I think it'd be a really great idea. Yeah, I would I would buy that. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy, what what do you think? I I think um it's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about Earthspark because it is introducing a lot of new ideas. I mean, we we have a lot of legacy characters coming along, but they are introducing like these two new Earthborn Transformers and I just I want the um I want the creatives to just keep pushing the envelope and keep trying new things. I mean, I mean look at what we saw, just saw in Last Spot Standing. Lots of new things there and characters from just various different incarnations of Transformers brought in like, you know, when was the last time Wedge was in any kind of fiction? It was likely in 2001. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, things like that are bringing bring along these characters and just do something with them that the characters that are not, you know, your big hitters like Optimus and Megatron and whatnot, but you can do something still having them in there. Like from what I get about earth spark, I think Optimus won't be a major, well, he'll, he'll probably be a major presence, but you know, it's going to, it's for kids. So Bumblebee is going to be 
again the the main thing but we're going to just have these new characters and all these human characters so i'm just i'm hoping when the new comic things are announced that they are going to kind of do something that subverts our expectations a little bit just kind of like what we got with um the 2012 kind of soft reboot of transformers in the comics where optimus and megatron were basically off the table for an extended period of time and the writers had to just come up with interesting stories with all these other characters and the brand was better for it so that's all i'm looking for is just interesting stories that we haven't seen before yep i agree all right well thanks john for sending in that voicemail we always appreciate your voicemails keep them coming and that takes us to the end of this episode of transmissions alt mode as always, we start off, we end the show by giving a shout out to our masterpiece donatrions, and that is John Forex Levengood and Demon Tech eighty two. Thank you guys for continuing to support the show at our highest Patreon level. Really appreciate it. And Apollo, thanks again for joining us this week. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find your awesome artwork online? Thank you. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun being on again. I hope I can be on for regular schedules. It's just been kind of crazy the last few months. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoboApollo. Um, I had taken a break from doing my artwork, but I plan on drawing some stuff and posting some artwork pretty soon. So stay tuned. Um, I'm also on the Transmissions Discord. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, um, I suggest that you join the Transmissions Discord server. It's a really fun group of Transformer fans because we're all fans here. And um, you know, you can chat transformers with people. Yep. Check us out. Transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. That's where you can sign up on the, get on the discord. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks again for listening and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Transmissions.